This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 482. I am one of your hosts, Dave the Rave. And you can go check me out on Twitter at Dave the Rave underscore MO. But that's not necessary because I really don't tweet. But if you like tweeting, you should check out Marking Out at Marking Out. Check out Brandon at BTTG161 and Chris at Chris Dog. Also, all of our past episodes, MarkingOut.com, Google Play, Stitcher Radio. Make sure you buy a t-shirt on ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. Instagram. Instagram, follow us, follow Brandon, all that fun stuff. Brandon, am I missing anything? Yeah. Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, do that stuff. The kids these days, they do Facebook. So make sure you do the Facebook gig. Hey, Brandon, how are you? I'm doing awesome as always, and how are you? I am doing pretty uh, good. Unfortunately, Chris is not with us this week, but definitely give him a follow. So what do you do this week? Well, I did some more cooking. There you go, living the quarantine life. Some uh, A bunch of Netflix, Disney Plus, and Amazon Prime watching. Are you, are you ready for May the 4th? I don't really, I, I mean, obviously. I, I know I you don't. celebrate. I don't care about Star Wars at all. <laughs> I, I listened, I think it was last year's May 1st episode, and I think I said, may the first be with you. Uh, so close. <laughs> so close. I, yeah, yeah, I just, I don't care about Star Wars at all. May the fourth be with you. Star Wars don't care about. <laughs> <laughs> that was Grover, right? <laughs> it, was, it was super Grover. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Apparently, Disney Plus is going to put out a lot of Star Wars content on that day. But yeah, I think smart. the full collection plus uh, a documentary and the yeah. last Clone Wars or whatever. I don't know. What it was. I thought it was a video game or a book. I don't know. It it is a book, but I believe it's a it's a cartoon that they have. Mm. Yeah, it has to be a cartoon. Or an Very animated cool. series. Yeah, and did you watch Wreck It Ralph? No. Uh, it I was think, actually. I think that's on Netflix. I don't think. I don't know if that's on Disney Plus. I don't think. It's, I don't think it's Disney. Is it? Yeah, Wreck It Ralph is, is it? Disney. Okay, I think it How was actually fun. You. <laughs> once we once once we spoke about it, uh, Wreck It Ralph was actually on TV that day. I was just like, that's kind of funny. Wreck It Ralph. I still have uh, two. I still have to see. But I I just I know yesterday. No, I was. Gonna, uh, changed to something <laughs> uh, I, I thought you were gonna mention Sil- uh silverman no i i just recorded on or set to record on my dvr the resurrection of gavin stone Who's it's, gavin it's gonna stone? be on cinemax it's that movie uh it's a movie starring Shawn michaels who's Shawn michaels what do you mean <laughs> uh-huh and grant ward the guy was I, I don't know what his real name is but he's on uh agents of shield mm-hmm so it's always something I wanted to see. So Gavin Stone, that's a pretty it's, cool wrestling name. Well, it's not about wrestling. Oh, well, that's I don't think. lame. I think it's maybe it's about a preacher or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's got Shawn Michaels in it, so I'm checking it out. Hey, why not? What else are you checking out? 
That, I don't know. Just a bunch of everything. A bunch of everything. Do you do any well, cooking or no? What do you do? You don't. Uh, what did I do? Not too much. Same as last week. Why don't same you, old, why don't same you cook? I'm trying to figure out what, what to cook. Anything you know? and everything. Yeah. I my, mean, my Echo device said, hey, why don't you ask me about what's on my screen right now? And I'm like, what is that? It said ice cream bread. What? Yeah, you take melted ice cream, mix it with flour, and bake it, and it turns into what looks like, I'm going to say cake, not bread. Mm-hmm. But you could mix in sprinkles, chocolate chips, anything. That's interesting. Yeah. Are you going to try I'm it? I'm not going to try that. I don't even have ice cream here, so. That sounds very interesting. I believe uh, next week or the week after, I'm going to be returning to work, so that should be fun. Mm. Yeah. yeah um, it's weird. Like They have like the, all those rumors, and I don't know what's true and what's not true anymore about like when things are reopening. It's so weird. Like why would things reopen if the, the gimmick is still here? Uh, I know. It doesn't make I sense. Know. But like in, in Florida, they were doing, I, they, I I don't know what of this is true, but they said they were, they were giving like the, the plan to reopen like theme parks, restaurants and other places. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they said, I think it's like a might, I don't know if it's like a heavy suggestion or what. Hand sanitizer on every table at a restaurant. Uh Uh-huh. Which I don't necessarily disagree with, but think of like children at a table. Yeah. I've seen kids lick salt and pepper shakers. I've seen them lick ketchup bottles. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. I I saw a video of a kid licking a window in Disney. It's always the worst when you're out in public at a restaurant and you see a kid lick a salt and pepper shaker or a ketchup bottle because people use that and you know like that's why I don't I'm not I don't touch any of that stuff. Ugh, that's that's really disgusting. But think of a kid sitting at a table with hand sanitizer also. Oh, I... it's a pump. Yeah. Oh, gotta go to the ho- oh god. <laughs> yeah, that would not be good. I I guess also, we'll see. Yeah. In Curb Your Enthusiasm last season, Larry David opened up a Spite coffee shop. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert for anybody who hasn't seen it yet, but it's been a bit. I did I did see that at the end of that episode. And uh and in the in the coffee shop, one of the things that he has on all, every table is hand sanitizer. So he was yes, ahead of the yes. game. <laughs> <laughs> but what's really funny is that he, the, the coffee shop ends up burning down. And it was one of the mainer mainer one of the main reasons why it went up. It helped. It was an accelerant. It helped spread the fire. <laughs> so who knows what uh, these things are? But in regards to like going to theme parks, it's like I can't even imagine doing that where they're like, "Oh, you have to stand six feet from everybody," which is just unfathomable, unfathomable, mm-hmm. because. Think about a, a, a queue line. I know. How are you going to have – how many people are you letting into the park, first of all? I'm thinking uh, of like Disney World. Some of the lines are, are somewhat close to each other regardless, which is one, ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out. So it's weird that like that might be a thing. I don't know. Yeah, it's – I mean I, I feel like right now everybody's at such a state where – of uh, just unknowing – and they're so, going to, they're gonna, I think they said they want to open casinos and 
ballparks first? Stadiums? Who knows? Casinos. It's... Are they allowed to smoke in casinos in Florida? I'm not too sure, but I mean, they, they were saying with this entire thing, it was spread through the air ducts, through the ventilation uh, at a restaurant and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, it's very, it's very weird. It's dark territory, but you know, gotta have let's... summer 2020, you know, Hey, summer 2020, but let's get on to some wrestling. Let's talk about some, uh, Monday Night Raw. AEW kicked oh, off yeah. with Cody Rhodes defeating Darby Allen, which uh, honestly is a no-brainer here. It's a no no-brainer. During the that, during uh-huh. the actual match, though, Cody Rhodes sidesteps Darby Allen, and Brandy gets knocked down. Brandy. Billy Gunn helps her to the back, whatever. And then later on in the match, for some reason, Darby Allen pulls the referee into the corner. And Britt Baker hits Cody Rhodes with a flip-flop shoe. Which he then sells like a glass bottle to the head. <laughs> and it's like, what? That's like... There were, the, there that's were like, aspects of this match which were good. Yeah, I, I'm going to... I like I liked Darby hitting the, the crossroads. The end of the match awful the finish it just doesn't make sense i'm sorry but so I, first he, of all, wait, hold on hold on i liked cody hitting the coffin drop that's fine even though darby reverses it yeah then when he hits the coffin drop or wait was it the coffin drop yeah yeah he hits right. the coffin drop and then he went to hit the uh what is it the, the last supper the pin that he does mm-hmm he rolls it, it into a pin. Cody that's, rolls it into a pin. Without using his arms. His his shoulder, uh, Darby Allen's shoulder was up, so I don't know if that, that'll tie in eventually. I don't get how, or like this entire finish. So he hits the coffin drop, and then Cody just rolls, pushes his shoulder over, and Darby gets pinned. I think, well, because Darby had his leg hooked, so no, it's like, like you it, could kind of say he used his leg, but... No, it doesn't make any sense, because you, all, I mean, all Darby had to do was, was just do a sit-up, and he's out of the pin. There was nothing on Darby Allen holding him down. I mean, down his shoulder was pin. up anyway, so... Like, yeah, I know, right? Um, I mean, but there was nothing with this pin. It was as if he was just laying on him and then just slid off of laying on him into a pin. It just didn't make any sense to me. I thought that this was a stupid finish. Yeah. Uh, which I know a lot of people also did. And then there were other people who were like, how dare you? Of course, the AEW marks. Um, up next, we saw Wardlow defeating a man by the name of Musa. This was... Uh, uh, okay, so I hated that Musa was able to knock Wardlow down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ward. He's supposed to be this like jacked character that just can't be knocked around. But he I does honestly, get... I think that was a, a mistake. I don't. I don't. I think that happened accidentally. Hopefully, it was just a slip, and it's not one of those things how we've been discussing a lot and pretty much ranting about how some of these actually signed wrestlers are trying to give a little bit too much to these enhancement talents. I, I, it looked like he like legit got knocked down, but 
he hit that. It was like a, I don't know what this even call. It was like a choke slam into the the knee to his face from the corner. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. So yeah, that was innovative. Uh, after that, we saw the bubbly bunch, which talking they spoke, about innovative. They spoke about the. I don't even know. I'm not calling this innovative, but they called. <laughs> they 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 were speaking about the the flim flam. Uh, TikTok gimmick that they did last week. Is that what? Is it legit a flim flam? Well, that's what he's. That's what Jericho and the Inner Circle called it. They they came up with that, I believe. Okay, because I heard flim flam. I had the best flim flam. I'm like, is it, is that a food or something? I didn't know what a flim flam was. Oh, it was the dance that they came up with. Oh, but okay. they they started to fight each other over the phone, which was exactly like the video where people get ready. Well, the the first one that he saw of this one, where somebody punches into it, was a stunt doubles. Like it was, a, which was pretty cool. It was a bunch of stunt doubles from movies. Yeah, but come on, let's be honest. It's all basically the thing where you throw the phone and you. Oh you yeah, catch no, it. it's it's so, all the same thing. Yeah, so it was basically that with punching and kicking, and uh, obviously the next person would sell it. In the video outside the inner circle, you had cameos galore. Three uh, current roster members. You had the librarian. I can't remember his name. Peter something. Um, Al, Peter Al, Avalon. Avalon. Yeah. You had Jungle Boy. You had Sunny Kiss. You oh four actually. You had Luther. Yeah. You had Ted Irvin. Who that was is Chris pretty Jericho's cool. Father. You had Lou Ferrigno. Mm-hmm. Corey Taylor from Slipknot, Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses, Gabriel Iglesias. You had Jay and Silent Bob. And what the heck? Jay hit Silent Bob. <laughs> nice and I popped for that because I recently I watched uh, I watched Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yeah. And obviously I popped for Ted Irvin, but. Of course. Uh, you had Soul, what is it? Soul Train Jones, Virgil. Virgil. Some dude from Tiger King. Um, Vicky Guerrero, Brad Williams, Ryan Neemiller. And Who's Brad Williams and Ryan Neemiller? Both e. of Miller? them are comedians. What's that? Both of them are comedians. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So yeah. as goofy as this was, uh, this was much better than that the video that they had last week because I, I cannot stand TikTok. But if they did not have these cameos, I would have still probably hated it. So I, yeah, I without it, the cameos, the, the, I wouldn't have liked it. <laughs> yeah, the cameos drew me in because, like, seeing like Corey Taylor was cool, Jay and Silent Bob, Lou Ferrigno. Honestly, didn't I mean, really Earth, care about Corey Taylor. I didn't care. I mean, Duff McKagan, who knew he could kick like that, huh? Still don't know who that is from Guns N' Roses. You don't know Duff McKagan. No, whatever. Now, if he had if he had Slash, I would yeah, have recognized well. him. Jericho, though, pulling out all the favors here. Yeah, literally no, but... every person that was in this video, for the most part, was like a, a former guest, probably of Talk Is Jericho. Yeah, Jay and I'm... Silent Bob. Obviously, Jericho was in reboot. I, as, I think as a that. Clansman. Uh, what, I mean, one of my favorite interviews was with Corey Taylor on Y Two J. And he just recently had that guy from Tiger King. I, I've never. I have, have not watched. I have not watched Tiger King yet. Me neither. Me neither. I have no clue about. I, I've never seen it. All I know is that Carol Baskins is guilty. Every time I see Hold that. Well, no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I have no idea if she's guilty or not. I don't know who she is. Yeah. Well, on to the next. Uh, 
good old uh, jam. We got best friends picking up the victory over Havoc and Sabian. Yeah, it was a no DQ tag match. So right off the bat, first of all, uh, Havoc, they were outside of the ring, hits Orange Cassidy with the chair, sold it like like no other. I thought that was great. Um, but it's it, that's it started out how you would expect a no DQ tag match would start. But then for some reason they started doing tags, and then they stopped doing tags. <laughs> they probably re- forgot the rules. Like what the? F- I don't even understand what that was. Yeah, they probably forgot the rules because I mean we've seen that before with referees forgetting about the no DQ <laughs> or DQ rules, and then but with the wrestlers it's kind of like, all right. Which speaking of referees, I popped the Jericho yelling at I forget who he was yelling at, but he was saying, Hit the ref, hit the ref with the chair. <laughs> he goes, There's no rules, hit the ref with the chair. Yeah. But at Orange Cassidy got involved later on, uh, causing Penelope Ford to hit Kip Sabian, which led to the ending where Chuck Taylor was able to hit that awful waffle on Jimmy Havoc to win. Mm-hmm. Um it, again, these matches seem sloppy. There, there are aspects yeah. of it that are good, but for like, I want, I don't want to say for the most part, but Trent's better days are definitely in Japan so far. Yeah, gotta agree with you. Up next, we had a segment uh, live, not live, but a, a taped segment from a dental office. Britt Baker doing her role model stuff. Rebel was there as her makeup artist, which I believe Rebel just does makeup for. Uh, AEW in general. Uh, but she got to rule number two, saying not everyone can be a role model. Uh, then she flipped the page that said no no glasses, no fat people, no wannabes, no snaggletooth. This is all <laughs> about Tony Schiavone. Again, I have no idea why she's feuding with Tony Schiavone. I don't know. I feel like I feel like she has to put up a notice like at the entry entrance of her dental office, just being like Hey, just so you know, everything that I say on the, it's not actually me, you know? I don't, I mean. Mm. You know, you never know who, who's going to believe what. We got, some people don't know the difference of kayfabe and that. Yeah, but then again, who's actually, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming nobody's like going there. If uh, you, if you, if you know Britt Baker, then obviously you know it's a gimmick, but if you're going there. I don't think you're going there. If you don't know no, Britt Baker... You're going there because your tooth hurts. Yeah, if you're going there as a patient <laughs> and you don't know who Britt Baker is, that's not going to affect you. I don't think you're like, no, I, oh, I, I saw this clip of you on this TV program. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I don't she think has a nice gonna... office. I... She does have a nice office from what it looks like. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've been in way worse of uh, dental offices, I believe. Actually, that's... It well, it was cool to see Rebel though. It's I don't know if it was cool. Well, it, it was. She it's been a while. Reba. Reba. I'm surprised. I don't know how they're able. How she's able to use the name Rebel. I guess Maybe Impact her... doesn't care at all. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Uh, next up, you had Sean Spears pick up the victory over Baron Black. I I do feel like this match should have been quicker, but it was cool to see Baron Black on TV. I agree with you. It's very cool. Uh, Always to see wrestlers that we've been like in communication with through Twitter uh, make appearances on TV shows like this. Yeah, so it, it's very very cool. I like, Unfortunately, Sean Spears picked up the victory. I like Chris Jericho popping for the Jericho pin. 
Hey, yeah. that's an homage to me. <laughs> I thought that was funny. And then Sean Spears ends the match with a, a sharpshooter who I believe took to Twitter and said that the move is mine now. Yeah, he said that he's taking the sharpshooter. So, so that's an interesting little uh, shindig. I don't remember giving permission, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next, we saw Mr. Brody Lee defeat Marco Stunt. Um, it, it, Jericho, I liked him when he mentioned how he faced Brody Lee many times. Mm-hmm. But he also said, who knew that Brody Lee was so eloquent and not some goofy Southerner? Which yeah. I have to assume that's like a shot at the Wyatt family. Hmm. I didn't think about that. Yeah. So I, yeah. that I don't necessarily, I don't, I don't really like when companies take shots at each other because mm-hmm. I feel like it's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. But as far as the match goes, I liked when uh, Brody Lee caught Marco stunt with that spinning slam from the, the middle rope or whatever. I thought that was yeah. cool. I just I didn't like the fact that at one point when Brody Lee kicked Marco Stunt outside the ring, they did like that big like the the ten count comeback. I don't know what else yeah. you would call it when he like slides into the ring at nine. I, I that to me makes Brody Lee to look weak. Yeah. So. But everything else I think was fine as far as the match goes. You had like the whole like duck, run fast duck gimmick, but. Mm-hmm. Next up, we had John Moxley in a video package uh, about COVID nineteen. Kind of. That's what uh, my takeaway was. It was like, you know, we miss being outside of the fans. I miss you. You guys miss us. And then he just announced that AW is live next week, and that he'll be there. Yeah. So they're. Uh, I don't know if anybody's getting pissed off at them for going live. Uh, to be continued. But the main <laughs> event of the evening saw a, what is it, a semifinal match? Just like the first opening match for the TNT yeah. Championship title tournament. We saw Lance Archer defeat Dustin Rhodes. Brandy Rhodes, magically fine to be ringside with Dustin here. Good to see that she's all uh, healed up. <laughs> um... And then stuff I didn't get. Uh, Lance, I, Lance Archer and Dustin Rhodes used the chair in front of the referee's face. Yeah. Dustin gets the chair kicked into his face, which he gets busted open. I, I just don't. I don't. I don't get their rules. I why why was it necessary for Dustin to even bla- like I be busted have open for this match? No idea. Out, well, outside of the finish, I guess you would say. Uh, where where QT Marshall comes out to like tease throwing in the towel, but Cody takes it from him, talks to Dustin, and then Archer takes the towel, throws it outside, and then slams Dustin's head over and over again into the mat with that claw hold. Yeah, until he wins. But I I don't get it. Which and like people are like oh I can't wait to see Cody versus Dustin. It's like hello they've been they've literally been setting up <laughs> since Archer before he debuted in the company they set up Archer versus Cody. Yeah, I mean and we've seen Dustin versus Cody before. Yeah, so I don't know why it's I I just don't get fans at times. I do hope that Archer is the victor. 
Archer is the victor. Also, I, I think the best her. part of uh, AEW this week was the when when Lance Archer did like the tightrope walk mm-hmm. into a moonsault onto Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, I think that was like the the peak highlight of AEW. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It's weird. Tony Khan put this episode over like this was literally the best episode we ever did. Blah blah blah, and it's like, or said something like that, or it was his favorite episode that they did. Mm-hmm. I don't know what separates this episode from any other episode of AEW. There's so yeah. many mishaps always. Well, he's also trying to sell the product. Yeah, but even still, it's like I don't know what make this specific episode. Yeah. No, I it, totally understand. Yeah, I I understand what you're saying. I get it. Um, but let's move on. Let's talk about some Monday Night Raw. Let's talk about some outside the ring news first. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, WWE released Curtis Axel, uh, which is weird because on WWE.com it doesn't say his real name. And I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think he'd be a good fit in AEW? Um, I guess. I, I It's, yeah, why not? Why not? Um, they also, I, I think he's a better fit for AEW than he is for Ring of Honor. Well, so they also yeah. announced, or they, they didn't even announce it. Cassius Ono last week was one of the names released. So it's unfortunate that this is again his now second time being released from WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like it's the weirdest. Like I don't know how how could you release somebody like him? Chris Hero is literally one of like the smartest people in wrestling history. Well, I mean they we don't know. Maybe they released him from that contract and they're going to bring him back as a uh, coach. I, I, don't, I have no idea. A producer role. He should know? have, yeah, but I feel like he should have had more. He should have done, I don't know if they like kept him off of TV, like, well, not off TV, but out of a uh, title picture because of his weight or something, but I'm it, sure it, 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 it literally didn't even factor into his matches. He still had absolutely incredible matches. There has to be a reason. You know, I, I, I just, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I literally have no explanation as to why. I, I don't I mean, have any thoughts as to why. I have no idea. I mean, we don't know if maybe it's just, it's just maybe he didn't want something, you know, maybe he didn't want to do something or it could have been a personal choice of whatever. I don't know. Who knows? Who he, knows? He's literally, I think literally one of the better wrestlers we've ever seen in professional wrestling in general. Yeah, so he's, it's a shame. He's, he's very talented. He's great. I'm, uh, it stinks that we never got to see Cesaro and uh, Ono well, team up. We, I mean, there were teases, but yeah, but it never came uh, full circle. Yeah. Any other outside the ring news? Uh, we also had Kane Velasquez released, apparently. Yeah, he had his cup of coffee with the WWE, which I don't uh, know why. Like he. The Lucha style. I don't know yeah. how injured he was. Yeah, I mean, I, I he had after that match, he got surgery. Yeah, going into the match, he was injured. So, and it's unfortunate that we didn't get to see what I got to see. Mm-hmm. With yeah, with it was Velasquez. stupid. It was a. I I personally think it was a stupid signing because you're picking up somebody that's whoever who's already injured. Um, so there's really not much that you can do with it. Uh, just got to roll with the punches. 
but it's unfortunate. But uh, moving on from people that were released, WWE announced uh, or 2K announced uh, that WWE 2K21 is officially not happening. Um, I have to assume they'll be back with 2K22 next year. But they announced WWE Battlegrounds, which to me looks like a mixture of WWE All-Stars and the canceled video game WWE Brawl with like maybe a mix of Slam City. Remember Slam City? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't know why the characters all look like little people. I don't know what their, yeah. like what their thought process was with that. That made no sense, but so far all we really know is that it's an arcade-based game and you have like interactive stuff. You have um an alligator can can eat you, I guess, or chomp you. And now what is this on? It's PlayStation 4, Xbox 1, uh, Nintendo, was it Nintendo Switch? I think it was Nintendo Switch. They had, they, for the first time, uh, Google Stadia. I'm, I'm curious to see what, how this sells. Cause I can't see this selling well. Yeah, I don't like, know. It but, doesn't but, seem but, like the... But there's like, okay, so people have been asking for an arcade based game. But this doesn't seem worth the investment. I, to me, well, because it seems like they just took stuff that they already had from THQ when they when they took over the license and everything. Like, because All-Stars was THQ, it wasn't 2K. Yeah. And there's very clearly stuff in the trailer that's WWE All-Stars. Yeah. If you watch footage from the canceled game, WWE Brawl, they're very much so clearly is stuff from that game here. Mm-hmm. Like with the, I mean, I, not necessarily the alligator, but they have um, falling cars is one of the things that was like attached to this. Mm-hmm. And in, in Brawl, you could like pick up stuff and throw them at opponents. Yeah. And you would fight in like construction sites and stuff like that. So here they have that. You have an electric cage, whatever. Uh, it should be interesting. I don't know. We know The Rock is in it. John Cena who, by the way, I don't know if it's like a current John Cena because John Cena also wears green armbands. But uh, maybe this was supposed to come out in 2012. Hmm. Because if you go back to watch WrestleMania 28, he's wearing green armbands. Yeah. Although The Rock has a goatee, so in this game he doesn't have a goatee. But that's like a, something you could remove, I guess. Mm-hmm. But... Rock, Cena, Stone Cold, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte Flair are the ones that are confirmed for it. Well, there you go. That's a game that I definitely won't be playing. I asked for WWE All-Stars too. I'll wait to see more before I make a decision whether or not I'm buying this or not. Don't do it. Watch a game. Watch, watch a walkthrough. You'll be good. I'm not going to watch a walkthrough. If it's, Save like, your money. if it's a cheap game or something, I'm not going to pay like 100 bucks. obviously. Save your money, dude. But All-Stars, the demo for All-Stars, I, that's literally the only thing I've played of All-Stars. It's one of the better games that WWE has ever released. Nah. It's a fun, brawling-style arcade game. It's a nah. game you would be good at because you suck at the other ones and cheat. I use strategy. 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 That's how I pick up my victories over you. Strategy. You're just bad at video games. I'm, no, no. I am great at evading. You can't even crush candy. Well, that is true. That is true. But now, 
Let's get on to Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. I knew one of those segues was going to work out. Yeah, finally, huh? <laughs> it's funny because we have pre-show notes and everything, and everything is jotted down, so you would assume that you'd follow the chart. Yeah, you would assume, but you know what they say about assuming, right? Yeah, Samoa Joe was on commentary the whole night, which I thought was good. <laughs> yeah, still crushing it. Yeah, uh, but they open up with the VIP Lounge. Hosted by MVP with Rey Mysterio, Aleister Black, and Apollo Crews. Uh, MVP then picked Apollo Crews to win the money in the bank. It's and... weird how much they're utilizing MVP. Yeah. Like, we thought that it was just going to be a one-and-done situation. Especially after his match with Rey Mysterio, we all kind of assumed that that was it. But now he's he's been on Raw pretty much, what, the past few weeks constantly. Yeah. But Andrade, Austin Theory, Angel Garza, and Zelina Vega cut them off. And Vega uh, refers to them, calling them the future, and said that nobody in the ring measures up to them. And then Vega's like, everyone in this group should be replacing you three in Money in the Bank. And then they all brawled, sets up a six-man tag match. Rey Mysterio, Aleister Black, and Apollo Crews defeated... Andrade, Austin Theory, and Angel Garza. I liked uh, when Rey Mysterio was going for that 619 on Austin Theory and Angel Garza. Yeah. Almas tagged himself in. That was a cool spot. Do you think But that... I, wish, I wish that spot ended with him. Like when Rey went for the 619, when he came running back, I wish Almas hit him with the, the back elbow and like to end the match. Yeah. But he hit that back elbow later on on... Apollo Cruz, but Cruz kicked out, hit that big blue thunder bomb to win. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think that that's going to come full circle with what Zelina Vega said with replacing them? No. I mean, I, I can't see them replacing Aleister Black, but could you imagine, like, not to get ahead, but they take out Apollo Cruz. So maybe Andrade replaces Apollo Cruz. Do you think that maybe the next week we'll see them take out Rey Mysterio and. <laughs> Austin Theory or Garza take his place? Well, um... Then they try to take out Black, like, the week before, or... No, little bit before the week before. So maybe they try they take out uh, Rey Mysterio successfully, but they can't take out Aleister Black, so only two of the three enter themselves? I don't know. That would, I would think I, that would I be don't, cool. I don't want to see that, and I don't... Why? I think that'll happen. Well, because I want it... Well, I mean... It's also not a standard ladder match. I forgot about that. But It's not a standard ladder match. They've been playing up this entire Rey Mysterio, it being something that he hasn't done. They've been playing up this Zelina so Vega take stable. take Rey Mysterio out of the match that they've been hyping up? I don't... That it's... makes no sense. Now, it does because mm. a heel takes him out. That would put so much heat... Well, I mean, there's no live crowd. It could, come, it, would, it could come down to Rey Mysterio and an Andrade. I think that it would be better and Andrade if... Andrade wins it, and then he holds the U.S. If, title and the Money in the Bank. I think it would be better if the stable takes out, Rey, takes out Rey Mysterio, because then they could claim that Rey Mysterio didn't, wasn't able to com, uh, complete this. Or they could do that, that during the match, and they don't have to take him out. And they I help Almas win. I don't know. Well, Amas isn't going to win because he's already a champion. That's We've seen champions win before, I believe. I don't know. I, that's the thing. I, I'd rather see Rey Mysterio taken out. 
But well, next after that, we had backstage Almas and uh, and Vega were yelling, blaming Austin Theory and Angel Garza, and then uh, and claimed that none of them can beat him in a championship one on one match. Apollo Cruz steps up and it's like, I'll prove it. And Andrade's like, you don't deserve it. And Apollo Cruz slaps the ever loving soul out of Andrade. Yeah. Yeah. I went back and rewatched that clip to see if they like manipulated, if they did a leg slap or anything. It was literally one of the loudest slaps we've ever heard, I think, in in WWE. It so, was booming. And then uh, Zelina Vega accepted. So, uh, and then later on, Charlie tried to interview Andrade, but Vega cuts her off. And Angel Garza gives her a rose and asked to get better acquainted in the future. It's, yeah. That's and something it's, it's else that the... they've been building up for, for quite some time. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not the first time we've seen Garza come on to her. Yeah. Um, but next up, you had Nia Jax. Uh, well, first you had Asuka cutting a promo, leading to Baszler, leading yeah, where to she, Nia she Jax. bragged about making Nia Jax tap out. Yeah, long time ago. But long we were supposed ago. to see Nia Jax versus Asuka versus Shayna Baszler. It went to a no contest, which was very confusing. I, I thought the match had started, but I guess not. Yeah, the, the way that they were acting. There wasn't even a ref. Yeah, there was no ref, but the commentators, the way that they were commentating made it seem like it was a match. Yeah, but Shayna Baszler ends up setting the ladder up like she did with Indy Hartwell last week, and Asuka ends up tossing her into it. But Nia Jax was left standing tall here. What annoyed me the most was Nia Jax, after she was initially taken out, she was just like sitting there. Not it didn't look like she was selling or anything. She was just sitting there watching, waiting for her moment to get it involved. This whole segment to me makes no sense. I agree. If you look back at the elimination chamber, nobody has ever done it before. Shayna Baszler eliminated every single one of her opponents, and here she's she's struggling with Nia Jackson Asuka. And we've seen Shayna Baszler take out Asuka in the past before. Yeah. So... This doesn't make sense, but Nia Jax was interviewed later on, kind of bullied Charlie by uh, by saying she can't do anything about her actions. And then yeah. uh, she said the same thing for everyone else, which they're really pushing Nia Jax here to be the winner. But to me, nobody would make sense more than Shayna Baszler. She could just make everybody pass out on the, on the ground floor. Yes, but it's, I don't know. It's difficult because you want to build up Nia Jax. But on the other hand, you have Baszler, who's red hot right now. Yeah. I, I just, in my head, thought of Hard truth hiding in the building, like, just hiding there somewhere. Hey, never say never. But next up, you had Bobby Lashley backstage with Lana, telling her to stay backstage. Yeah, he called her a distraction. Yeah, which she she did. Uh, Bobby Lashley picked up the victory over Denzel Dejanel. Um, quick match. Spear wins the match. Yeah, not uh, much really to say about it. The Bobby Lashley Lana. The rumors rumors are that they're splitting them up, which makes sense. It doesn't and really. Then, and then Lana gets released, or what? I makes sense to me. Did you see that thing on Twitter? What Bobby Lashley was getting like a massage or something done? Yeah. What is the, that? I don't understand. What's happening there? It's just using a 
uh, device. It's weird. It's like joint manipulation. But you hammer it into somebody's. Uh... Yeah, it, it's joint manipulation. How does um, that? I mean, that's not a joint. That's a hole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I I never I never took a class on that and stuff. That seems a little bit too extreme. I don't know. Too extreme. But, the guy's getting something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Him. I guess you, 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 I don't know. Um, but Liv next Morgan. <laughs> I, I don't understand that at all. I don't understand what's going on in that video. But Liv Morgan is, that's, and Rusev quote tweeted and said, I'm not worried at all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, now I get it. Okay. But Liv Morgan, <laughs> Liv Morgan picks up the victory over Ruby Riot. Uh, Liv kicked out of the riot kick and Ruby looked shocked and I legit thought she was looking at like Sarah Logan. I thought we were going to see Sarah Logan right there. Oh, I didn't but think like, cause she wasn't, it, it wasn't like she was looking at Liv Morgan shocked. She was just looking out into the, the distance. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, that's weird. <laughs> and we now, I... now we have a, a name for Liv Morgan's springboard flatliner, which is called the oblivion. Yeah, which uh, we were talking about last week. Or she needs a name for it, so. Yeah, and then uh, um, Liv Morgan was interviewed after this about uh, the 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 new chapter and whatnot, and she's like, I'm still trying to figure out who I am, and but I'm confident that I'll find out. And it's weird, like, I, I don't know. I don't know why. It was a weird promo to me. It, I think it's weird that she's like, still trying to figure out who she is. Like, that's why she was off TV all those months. I don't know. I mean, when she to lost me, a flare, she was like, I, I have to figure out who I am. And like, what are we not going to see Liv Morgan anymore? What's the deal? I just don't know why this match happened. We saw this last week. Yeah. It, the, I, only, you, the only real thing new was that <laughs> we have a name for her finisher. Yeah. It doesn't really make sense to me. Up but. next, though, we had the Viking Raiders promo, uh, not in a car. Disappointing. Uh, but they mentioned how the Street Profits won the NXT Championships after they gave them up. And then they won the Raw Tag Team Championships after Viking Raiders got injured and couldn't compete. I have legit no memory of the Viking Raiders being injured. injured. Couldn't compete. Yeah, I have no memory of that whatsoever. Especially because they... the Street Profits were not the next in line and they dropped the titles in a normal match. Yeah, didn't street didn't uh Viking Raiders lose? Yeah, but I guess they got injured at one point maybe. I've I have literally I have I have no recollection of them getting injured. Yeah, but, I don't remember that and I kind of hate Viking Raiders um going that route of saying that they were injured and that's why they lost, you know, being the yeah, Viking I Raiders. I kind of hate them relating anything to an injury. But they said that they want the smoke. And then later on, the Street Profits said that they're free next week for a title match. So next week on Monday Night Raw, I have to assume, for the Raw Tag Team Championships, we'll see Viking Raiders versus Street Profits. Yeah. What title is not being defended next week? Right? Uh, Intercontinental. Oh. For now. For now. 24-7. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, for all we know, maybe it was defended five times already. But, I don't think so. But in a shocking, perhaps, turn of events, we um, had the returning Jinder Mahal pick up a victory over Akira Tozawa. It was somewhat of a quick match. She hit the Coloss to win. I am happy about this. I am a huge Jinder Mahal fan. Um, 
I'm happy to see him back from his knee injury. Seeing this, though, just disappoints me that Heath Slater's not here. You're going to tell me that all three of them, well, Heath Slater was on SmackDown, but two out of the three of them were on, on Monday Night Raw, and then you go ahead and release Heath Slater? Come on. Nah, but I am happy Jinder Mahal is back. I think that Jinder Mahal, I feel like we can use another heel on Monday Night Raw, so it's good to see him back. Uh, next up, you had Andrade, the U.S. champion, pick up victory over Apollo Cruz. Did um, you at any point during this think that we were going to see a new U.S. champion? No. I thought we were maybe going to see it. Because, like, what, how often does a match like that get set up? I So the reason I didn't think that is because they have been pushing this trio of uh, Vega um, so much for the past, like, three weeks. So I, it was just tough for me to see that Apollo Cruz ends up tweaking his knee diving from the top rope and the referee called for the bell yeah which kind of stinks that it was from that and he gets taken out not... of the the money in the bank match and they have a last chance gauntlet match next week so I'm assuming that'll take an hour of raw which I'm completely like all for if the, the, if the gauntlet matches if a gauntlet match is good I'm all for it but I'd we rather don't know the until it actually happens. So I'd rather the injury be from Andrade. Well, I mean, technically, I guess he was he was probably working the leg at one point. No, hmm. maybe I don't know. I don't know, but yeah. So I guess now Andrade is going to be replace him, or they didn't they didn't announce yet. What? Or is that for next? Is that for it's next the, week? Yeah, the gauntlet match decides. That's the gauntlet. Okay. Do we know who's in the gauntlet? We don't. But if you, when, when I hear last chance gauntlet match, I think of whoever didn't make it from from these matches. But that's obviously not going to be the case because there's only three people. I mean, maybe that's all it is. Three people does not make a gauntlet match. I know. I know. But it, it, it sucks in regards to Apollo Crews. He's literally been on TV a few months shy of uh, five years. Hmm. Been on the main roster, I think, for four years now. Has never won a title. Yeah. So maybe this will eventually lead to him becoming the U.S. champion? He didn't win the tag team? No. He's never had a title. Not even the 24-7 championship. Hmm. But later on, he was interviewed, and uh, he was on crutches, but he couldn't answer. It sounded like he was about to cry. Yeah. So, so next up, you had Ricochet and Alexander pick up the victory over Everrise. I think they're now called Two Fly Dudes, but that might be completely wrong. Two Fly Dudes. But Everrise put a lot of work in this match. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, Cedric set one of them up on his shoulders. Or on the other shoulders, I should say. And uh, and did that rolling neck breaker off of him. I thought that was cool. Yeah, they've been doing a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, and they did a new finisher, which was uh, a, a drop kick from the middle rope from Ricochet to the neck while um, while uh, Alexander, Cedric Alexander, I almost said Aleister Black. Cedric Alexander did the flatliner. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting. But the, I think the weirdest part of this was MVP showing up afterwards on the screen with Shane Thorne and Brendan Vink. Yeah. 
are they like legit raw superstars now or i yeah i I guess that they are raw superstars and mvp issuing that challenge like that's to me i don't know that's i don't know what's (laughs) that's a weird thing is mvp with them that's what it seemed like. It seemed like MVP is going to be managing Thorne and Vink, but I, I'm I'm still confused at MVP's role. <laughs> I like I don't know if he's a wrestler. I don't know if he's a manager. I don't know if he's a backstage. He does uh, host. He's literally the the does it all. He's the GM. I, I he's no, making matches at times. Uh, I don't know. Main event though, we saw the WWE champ. Not the main event. That was the main event. <laughs> We saw a, a championship contract signing for Money in the Bank with Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins. Um, right off the bat, McIntyre told Jerry Lawler to leave because, like, he's like, you know how these things go. Yeah. Rollins, though, is saying that Drew McIntyre would make a good champion one day, but he's not a leader. He's not, it's not time for him to be WWE champion. WWE University is a leader. It's Seth Rollins. Oh, like, we've heard this already. Um, from Seth Rollins, but Drew McIntyre question like, where are your followers? Everything you're saying, like, where are your followers? Nobody's here. Yeah, he he, he brought up how the fans turned on Seth Rollins, and uh, basically said he's not going to let Seth Rollins win the title. McIntyre mm-hmm. starts that brawl, launch that table far, far launch. And then he went for that the countdown for the Claymore, but Buddy Murphy shows up, attacks Drew McIntyre. Murphy and Rollins do the best friends thing; they they hug, and then Murphy ate a Claymore. Yeah, what do you think about? I I, I was a big fan of Buddy Murphy's new attire. His new attire from what five weeks ago? That was from five weeks ago, probably. Maybe, maybe. But contract signing, it, it's. I feel like they always go as you expect. Yeah, but I thought I this close of Monday Night Raw I thought was fantastic. Yeah, From it was a lot of fun. everything with what Drew was saying, everything Seth was saying, the stuff with Buddy Murphy I thought was great. And uh, I have to assume maybe next week we'll see Drew McIntyre versus Buddy Murphy, unless Buddy Murphy happens to be in a last chance gauntlet match for the Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. Which I would assume he was because he lost to Rey Mysterio. Hmm. Yeah. It would be cool to see Buddy Murphy uh, get put into this role. Yeah. But I, I, I really hope that Zelina Vegas crew does take over. I would. I mean, I could definitely see it being Andrade. Yeah, I could see it being. Or maybe Andrade's. No, ch- I, I I don't care if Andrade's champion. We've definitely seen know, champions know, go but, into that match. Well, the thing. Well, the only reason I say that is because I like to see when you have a stable. I like to see the spreading of. Uh, I wouldn't even. I would. I we might have even seen a champion that I'm just like not thinking of right now go into the match and win that match. I feel like we have we have seen that. I feel like. Like Gronk. No, I'm saying <laughs> like. A U.S. champion went into the match and won the Money in the Bank. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. They, they also they I, continued the uh, 25th anniversary of Triple H celebration. Yeah, by showing top moments in his career. One of the the moments was Stephanie McMahon finding him teaching Triple H, uh, teaching Trish Stratus. <laughs> How is that a top moment of his career? <laughs> 
That was hilarious. While his... they were in the compromised position, I remember that still. But that was hilarious. But how is that a top moment? That's like a bizarre thing to put. Yeah, yeah. Very, but I feel like some of this stuff that they put out there is usually for like humor. I was uh, started to go crazy last week when I when we were talking about it on the show with SmackDown. I was like, I could swear they they said it would that start on SmackDown and then continue to the other shows. But it, it didn't happen on NXT, so I don't know if we'll see a, a, anything else today. But or from yeah. SmackDown, but it's like I, I I was going crazy. I was like, they definitely said starting on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. But that was Monday Night Raw. Moving on to NXT opens up with another match from that interim cruiserweight championship title tournament. Isaiah Swerve Scott picking up the victory over El Hijo del Fantasma. Um, surprise. I, I, yeah, I thought for sure we would see Fantasma pick up the victory. I thought he was like straight to the top, but it seems like they're going to try to even people out. Yeah. I this, was... this was It was a good match. Both of them are great competitors, so I'm, I'm glad we got the opportunity to see this. Yeah. It was a quick crucifix to to win, so that kind of oh, yeah, sucked. Yeah. But uh, Phantasma was almost abducted by the Dark Order Black and Gold during the commercial break. I don't know what they're doing with that. I guess we gotta find out. I think that's interesting. And then after that, we had a uh, promo from Dominic Dijakovic uh, walking outside talking about Johnny Gargano. And he said Johnny and Candace don't respect anyone. And next week he'll see if uh, Johnny can back up his words. So next week on NXT, we're going to be seeing Dominic Dijakovic versus Johnny Gargano. Yeah. After that, we saw Candice LeRae pick up the victory over Casey Catanzaro with uh, Johnny Gargano hyping his wife up before the match. She has, uh, a, int- she has a new look, new music. Kind of sounds like Liv Morgan's. Kind of sounds like Mia Yim's. Yeah, but I, I like uh, Candice as a heel. I think it's yeah. cool. Uh, yeah. She she reminds me a lot of uh, Japanese uh, wrestlers. Well, she's not uh, one of the wrestlers wrestling in Japan. Uh, Candy Floss with the hair and stuff right now, uh, with the dying of it. But what do you think of this new style? I'm I'm liking it. I like, and also it, this also sucks that we're not getting a 2K21 because I would have loved to have Catanzaro in the game. Nope. Like I'm at, good at on one that. at one point she did like it looked like the start was a, an RVD leg drop, but it turned into like a twisting splash that Candice reversed. So mm-hmm. I thought that was cool, but and Candice won with the curb stomp. Uh, not even the it was a no, surfboard a, curb stomp. Yeah, it's still a curb stomp. wicked. So she's calling it the Wicked Stepsister. Yeah. Uh, little homage to uh, Super Dragon. Oh, I thought you were going to say Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> no, Super Dragon. That was his move in P, uh, PWG. Yeah. And then she ends up locking uh, Casey in the Gargano escape after the match. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and later on, Sarah Schreiber was trying to get an interview with the doctor and... Casey to see if there's a medical update. The doctor's like, there isn't one. And Candace and Johnny walk by and Candace's like, this is the new NXT. 
So I'm wondering if next week we'll see uh, Candace versus Caden Carter. I, I'm going to assume yes, because they're playing up Casey and uh, Carter with them being roommates and stuff. Um, well, they're not playing it up on TV. Yeah. She was she, think, she was there backstage checking on her. But Do you think this is going to lead to Candace versus Charlotte Flair? No, that wouldn't make sense. They're both heel. I, I The entire heel versus heel, face versus face. It wouldn't I, make sense. You know, you know I'm sense. not a fan of any of that thought process. I would love to see Candice LeRae take it on Charlotte Flair. I think that this could lead up to that. It just wouldn't make sense to me. I, I know it wouldn't make sense to you, but it would make sense to me. But, all right. After this, we had Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher um, basically directed, like, straight to you. Because he's like... Hey man, I know WWE gets heat for putting random people together to team. Yeah, but he, Pete he, and I are a real team, just like me and Thatcher. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like directly looking at you when he was talking about that because you hate that. Oh, I totally do. But then Byron Saxon came out to host the Newly Bros game or Newly Bros show, and uh, they asked where the weirdest place they've done it was <laughs> which i thought was funny and he goes obviously in a wrestling ring they were all like it was like innuendo city here so i, I thought yeah. it was funny i don't know if other people enjoyed it i thought it was hilarious it ends with uh marcel bartel and fabian eichner attacking both of them from behind and holding up the titles so i guess we have uh n- new competitors for the tag team championships yeah i think so after that we had adam cole Saying uh, next week, or uh, saying that uh, Velveteen Dream doesn't deserve a shot at the NXT ch- uh, championship, mm-hmm. and he promised to leave next week. We're going to see Cole versus Dream. I think that's going to be a great match. Yeah. After this, we saw Charlotte Flair defeat Mia Yim, and I think I said it last week. I, I don't know why I thought this was a title match. Um, I legit thought this was going to be a title match. I thought she said like, it, you were, you, you helped me and I'm going to help you. I thought it was legit, like straight up set up a title match between like, I want my first defense to be against you. Yeah. I, the thing is I, I don't get is that I never understand when a champion has a non title match, but still picks up the victory. Why? I'm always like, why not? Why wasn't the title on the line as a title defense? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know if she said like I want my first match as champion to be against you. Maybe that was a word phrase she used mm-hmm. that made me like think. I was like so confused as to why. Like even at the start of the match, they didn't do like they didn't dim the lights or anything, or even I don't even think they announced it was for. Obviously, they didn't announce it was for the title. Yeah. But I just, I was like, I went through the whole night basically thinking that it was a title match. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a good match. I liked Mia Yim catching herself in the rope like Andrade does to taunt Flair. Yeah. I thought that was cool. But Mia Yim went for protect your neck and Flair reversed it into the figure eight. And then Io Shirai came out, yelled at Flair and said next week she's hers. So we have that match next week. A, a lot, lot of stuff set next up. week. Yeah, Scarlett Bordeaux had a promo, and it ends up, or a video package says next week. 
Next week, we're going to see Scarlet and Carry on Cross. Next week, they also advertised uh, Finn Balor. And now, we, we don't know if it's going to be in a match. Right. But it should be So maybe fun. next week, we'll see Champa as well. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, match up next, though, we saw Dexter Loomis defeat Shane Thorne. No MVP. No Brendan Vink. <laughs> uh, but he hits that modified Uranagi into the Kada... What was it? Anaconda Vice. It was not the Anaconda Vice. What was That's the, what WWE.com says. The Katagatame. The Anaconda Vice. No, it's the <laughs> Katagatame or whatever. I forget how it's pronounced, but that's what it was. New move. We now have a title for it. It's not the Anaconda Vice. You guys, whoever typed it up, stupid idiot. No offense. <laughs> I don't. You, who? I don't know. I don't trust Moro. It. No, it's a hundred percent. I looked up the move. I don't know. It definitely isn't the Anaconda Vice. I looked up the move. It's the Katagatame. Fine. Right to Dexter. It's a, it's a jujitsu move, I believe. Text him. Dexter? Dexter text, wrote it? No, text uh, Dexter. Text Who's Dexter. Say it five times fast. Oh, Dexter Loomis. <laughs> um, I Dexter, liked, I mean, I liked uh, Shane Thorne holding on for a while, though. Yeah, huge fan of Loomis. Everything about it. Excited to see where this goes. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had Drake Maverick. Pick up the victory over Tony Nese. Um, it's it's still an interesting, weird territory with Drake Maverick. I mean, now he's picking up a victory over Tony Nese. When he, I mean, and then they he, had a weird when, backstage thing with him and uh, Jake Atlas. Yeah. Last week. Yeah, last week. Where, yeah, they were showing the clip of it. It's, it's. I don't know what, to, I don't know how to feel about this. It's weird. In the mat, and now Tony Nese is zero and two, I believe, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's zero and two. But, but when when Maverick started like hulking up at one point, I was like, oh, maybe this is gonna like he will win. And then that wasn't the ending of the match. I was like, oh, then he's definitely not winning this. Yeah. But he went on. He did that wheelbarrow bulldog from the top rope. Well, Nice was on the second rope and picked up the victory. So it should be interesting if he gets a job back out of this. Maybe, I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe WWE knows stuff that we don't know with like releasing I, everybody. And like they have like, maybe they told all the talent like, hey, we're releasing you guys. Go put your t-shirts out there. Get all the money you want. And then when all this is over, we didn't really actually release you guys. You guys are coming back. I feel like that would be misleading. And I feel like being yeah, but they're allowed the to. They're, well, actually, I feel like, I mean, I feel like they technically, I feel like they, technically, I guess they would go to jail for insider trading, maybe, right? Yeah, I, I feel like they wouldn't be not insider. Well, no, trading, well, because they didn't sell any stock, but that still fluctuates. Well, actually, the what's his face did Vince? Um, no, Triple the H. other guy in charge sold like a a lot of shares of the stock to bump it up. Uh, to bump it up though that's not well no no after after everything with all the releases the share the stock went up up. that's right yeah and then what's his face sold it at like 45 dollars um kevin dunn sold uh there has to be they have to know something there's definitely some shady gimmicks going on unfortunately right (laughs) unfortunately i don't think it is a work or anything unfortunately it's one of those things from what I've seen on Twitter and stuff. I don't know who put it out there, if it was um, uh, an already released wrestler or stuff, but I guess because they're under that, non-comp- that 
they're still under contract for those 30 days to 90 days. Right. Yeah. So they figure they might as well utilize them during that time. If they're still getting, they're still getting paid. Yeah, during, yeah. Yeah. So they might as well put them on TV. Is it wrong? Yes, I think so. Because it's kind of like it, it's sticking around with your ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend. It doesn't make sense. The breakup took place. I mean, this guy put out a video uh, crying, which and they it, made him re- reshoot. It's it's crazy, but, but and also they they announced or not they announced. Why I said that before too. Uh, all the news sites picked up that Jerry Briscoe was fired. Yeah, I saw Briscoe. Jerry's fired. like, I wasn't fired. I was furloughed. Yeah, whatever. Um, earlier in the night, though, they had Damian Priest cutting a promo on Keith Lee. And then later on, they had Keith Lee uh, respond. And I honestly completely forgot about the, the throat gimmick from last week. I was confused. Like, Keith Lee was talking like this. Yeah. I, I was so confused as to why he wasn't. I was like, oh, right. He got hit in the, in the throat with a, a nightstick. <laughs> uh, but the main event, we saw Keith Lee defeat Damian Priest to retain the North American Championship. Very hard-hitting match. Very, uh, a lot of high-flying spots, too. It was good. Keith Lee, at one point, press-slammed Damian Priest from behind the barricade onto the ring apron. I, I think that both wrestlers have a, a bright future with the company. Yeah, I liked uh, I, when Damian Priest grabbed the title and the nightstick and then mm-hmm. tossed the title in the ring to distract the referee because that's what you, that's how you distract a referee. Yeah. And, uh, I, I still, and then, I still, but then uh, it was stupid because he had the, he had the the nightstick in his hand, and Keith Lee took it, and the refs like, "Don't use it, Keith." And Keith like closed it and threw it out. Yeah, but the one thing that the, I, he hit the two spirit bombs to win. Yeah, I still think that Damian Priest paired together with uh, Baron Corbin would be cool. I, I don't, I don't know why, but I feel like they're both very similar. But yeah, Keith Lee picking up the victory with the spirit bombs. Yeah, that's NXT. Moving on to SmackDown. Daniel Bryan opens the show uh, to speak about how happy he is to have the chance to be in the Money in the Bank ladder match, which he also said, which I don't think it was announced, um, both matches will be happening at the same time. That's... I... Out of that, I'm hoping Shayna Baszler takes like Rey Mysterio out or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I, like what? I, like that's all I could. I don't know how that's gonna to have. What was it? Six people in each match, I believe. So twelve total is is gonna be very interesting. Why would they do it at the same time? I, I guess because like, how are you gonna have? Because there will be portions of the building that'll get destroyed, probably, and you can't just like magically reset. So I, yeah, that's true. It'll be I'm I'm still looking forward to this match. It'll be very interesting. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. I I cannot wait for it. But Daniel Bryan said that he's also happy that he's in the match because Money in the Bank is the reason why he is where he is today. If without that first championship cash in, he was he wouldn't have gone on to main event WrestleMania or the whole yes movement wouldn't have been, wouldn't have existed. So he credits money in the bank 
He also wished that Drew Gulak would be in the match, but Corbin ruined that, and uh, he called King Corbin out, who came out, told Daniel Bryan to stop dreaming about the money in the bank, because he won the match as well, which uh, Daniel Bryan reminded Corbin that he's one out of four out of, I think they said 23 winners to lose their cash-in. Yeah. I guess the other, I don't know who the other one, I know John Cena... Mm -hmm. Damien Sandow, but Anderson. I don't, but did Ken Kennedy, he, he lost the briefcase. He, I don't think he cashed in. I, I think you could still count that. I mean, he didn't get an opportunity to use the briefcase that he won. I would still count it. Yeah, I guess. But, um, uh, Daniel Bryan. I, I think, I think Corbin really messed himself over on his last one. So if he does win, hopefully he doesn't do that again. Stay off Twitter. <laughs> Wait, why? What? Because remember the last time when he won the briefcase, that's when he went on Twitter and started to, uh, I guess, um, get into arguments with trolls or something I... like that. And then he ended up, WWE was said to be really unhappy with what he was doing on Twitter, and he ended up losing uh, very quickly. I don't remember that. Yeah. But Daniel Bryan went on to defeat King Corbin via disqualification. Uh, it was a good, hard-hitting match. I, I think... I mean, yeah, it just stinks that it had to end in a DQ finish, but it totally sets up for uh, uh, next week. Yeah, which uh, we're going to, well, before we even get to that, I just, I think something that like stuck out to me in this match, when Daniel Bryan went to do like the yes kicks, mm -hmm. I think because there's no crowd, he just did like the last roundhouse kick instead. And he did okay. it, he did it again later on outside the ring. But um, Corbin ended up throwing a ladder at Daniel Bryan. And uh, after the match, he went to go hit the end of days on that ladder. Daniel Bryan reversed it into the yes lock on the ladder. And then Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura broke that up. Mm -hmm. And Corbin tosses Daniel Bryan off the stage into a bunch of ladders, which had me thinking maybe Daniel Bryan's getting taken out of the match. But they announced Daniel Bryan, Drew Gulak, and a mystery partner versus King Corbin, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Cesaro next week. All right. Who do you say? Elias? Uh, that makes sense. Who were you going to say? I'm a Mark. I was going to go with Gable. Oh. I was going to go with Gable. Just uh, well, because based but, off I mean, Twitter and stuff. Gable, not that... Uh... That it would necessarily fit into the current storyline, but Gable, I think, would also make sense. He would definitely fit perfectly in that group. Yeah, he fit for the. But your but your pick of Elias makes more sense with the storyline. I would so. much rather have Gable there, though. <laughs> I, I I know Elias. We had like the last we knew he was injured and he can't wrestle or whatever. So I know. I'm I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. It got got our hopes up. But that like <laughs> it's it, no. But Gable had the whole feud with. King Corbin, he was the last, oh. that was the finals of the King of the Ring. He's the reason why he's King of the Ring. Oh, okay, okay. You're bringing it back into potential. Yeah. <laughs> Plus Daniel Bryan utilized the ankle lock mm -hmm, mm -hmm. tonight. And Chad Gable does the ankle lock, tying it into the Kurt Angle storyline. Drew Gulak, his last name starts with a G, Gable. Come on, both Gs. It makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, All right, next, up next, Braun Strowman came out to speak about the Money in the Bank match, which also, I thought this was going to lead to somewhere. Alexa Bliss was talking with Braun Strowman backstage. I thought like maybe we would get like a 
a segment or something with them, but that was it was just a little tiny backstage interaction where I don't even think we heard what they were saying. But Strowman came out to speak about the money in the bank, gets cut off by the Firefly Funhouse, which Bray Wyatt read a story about the Black Sheep. It was titled The Black Sheep, which clearly is about Braun Strowman. Mm-hmm. And he's like, eventually all my sheep left. All the, the the black sheep left without even saying thank you or goodbye. All my other animals left. And Braun Strowman cuts Bray Wyatt off and said, if you have anything to say, say it to my face. Which say they, it to my face! Which they announced a face-to-face next week between the two of them. Um, but in regards to that book that Bray Wyatt was reading, I think if they got a good author, um, they could definitely have some sort of lore book there. Mm-hmm. They had a, an unauthorized autobiography or whatever of Kane, the journey into darkness, which had like his childhood and his teen years with Katie Vick, Undertaker, Paul Bearer, etc. And if they wrote a book like that, which I guess they can't even now because Luke Harper is not, and so is neither is Eric Rowan, but. Mm-hmm. Maybe down the line, who knows? It would have been a, a really good, interesting read to see how Bray became Bray and how he had Rowan and Harper and Strowman, yeah, but yeah, it would be and Abigail and of course, there's the Fiend will get intertwined, but that's not never going to happen. So stupid of me to even bring that up. <laughs> Next matchup, we saw Sheamus defeat Leon Ruff, which people I guess have no idea, like they've never seen Leon Ruff before because people are like, is this a play on Leo Rush? Is this? Blah, blah, blah. But no. Uh, no, it's not because Leon Ruff <laughs> works the independent scene. I believe that that might even be his real name. I don't know, but uh, uh, mm, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But this Looking match nice. went exactly how you'd expect it to. Yeah, it's cool to see guys like Ruff getting used, though. Yeah, but and honestly, I did like this is like maybe his fourth or fifth time working for WWE on TV recently ish, and. Uh, I think they should sign him. He's a fantastic talent. Both of us popped when we saw him live at that Evolve show. Yeah, he, I mean... He it, wrestled AR Fox. It was a fantastic match. Yeah. Um, so, like, Ruff, it was a squash match. Yeah. You know? But notice Ruff wasn't really put over. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Take, take notes, AEW. Just saying. <laughs> But after Shots the match, <laughs> after the match, Sheamus turned all his attention to Michael Cole, who then introduces the Jeff Hardy comeback story segment, which uh, was cool to see Jeff Hardy training at the Performance Center. Yeah, I always think it's really cool seeing uh, veterans going to the Performance Center to train. Yeah, it, it's very cool. I mean, just like Undertaker, I thought that was sick to see. But <sighs> what, yeah, WrestleMania? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which wasn't at the Performance Center. Mm-hmm. Stupid, stupid. <laughs> which, by the way, now that we're talking about that, I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned on the show, but I thought it was some something kind of cool uh, that WW Shop is selling the used dirt from WrestleMania 36. Yeah, I in, saw like, it. A, an Undertaker plaque, which mm-hmm. the MLB does that. I get like it's a game used thing, but this is like a it's like a match used. Obviously, you can't really prove that that's where it came from. Otherwise, other than the fact that it comes in the plaque, yeah. But so many people are tearing that apart, and I like I don't get it. Like that seems like 
a fun Dang. thing to have as like a what collector. Is, what do you mean tearing it? Like people are really like, angry Bashing by it? it? Yeah, like how dare this is coronavirus and WWE has the the gall to charge seventy five dollars for dirt. Uh, I people buy pay hundreds of dollars for Met. I mean, yeah, and it, but like I guess I don't know. I guess ring mat can be more proven than dirt. Or ring mat is quote unquote worth more to somebody than a. a realistically, a can it be proven? No. no. I mean, which which definitely goes back to WrestleMania 29 for me, <laughs> when they had uh, the Alberto Del Rio plaques, which still pisses me off because mine, the first one that that I got came with an authentic uh, thing that says uh, the cert the certificate of authenticity sticker on the back that says this ring mat was certified used at SummerSlam or whatever. And I'm like, this isn't supposed to be SummerSlam. It's supposed to be WrestleMania 29. The whole like plaque is WrestleMania 29. Called up WWE shop. They were like, oh, there shouldn't be anything on the back. There's no there's no sticker in our warehouse, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, we'll send you out another one. They send mm-hmm. it out again. Same sticker. <laughs> called up they were like we spoke to our people in the warehouse there aren't any stickers on it then they sent me uh the night after wrestlemania dolph ziggler signed plaque so i was like screw it whatever i'm not even gonna call up again i was just yeah. like livid but and then years later come to find out like a few months ago i was checking ebay and i saw um one del rio plaque that had the SummerSlam sticker and one i saw had the wrestlemania 29 sticker Oh, man. Which has me thinking, like, did somebody doctor that? Like, did they go in and make that sticker themselves? Or did they uh, actually could? sell two different ones after maybe I... I don't know. I have no idea. I'm like... But Very... that's a super long tangent. I've definitely told that story before because I've probably given that an anti-shout-out at one point. Yeah, hey, sometimes you gotta let it all go. But the point is, Jeff Hardy is back next week, and then they cut back to Sheamus, who said... Oh, he's going to be there? I'm going to be there. So we're going to see some interaction between Sheamus and Jeff Hardy. I mean, it's you can't see Sheamus losing this match. Well, I, it's but... not even a match, though. Well, yeah, yeah it's going to be a match. No, who said it's going to be a match? It's, it's Sheamus and uh, Hardy. It's You know, come on. It's going to happen. And, yeah, um, if there's a match, then, then Sheamus is losing it. Yeah, definitely. That up, is for next, sure. up next, we saw Otis and Mandy backstage being interviewed about their upcoming matches. Otis um, promised to beat Dolph Ziggler and win the Money in the Bank for himself and for Mandy. And she said she was going to win the Money in the Bank ladder match as well. I thought it was a great segment with the, oh yeah! Mm-hmm. Gets, they, they have great chemistry together. They really, really do. They really do. And that plays in perfectly later on too, but... The the next matchup we saw was Carmella defeating Mandy Rose. Um, Sonya came out during the match to support Mandy, and just like basically cut a promo the whole time. It's all just mind games. She brought up how she gave her spot to Mandy last year for the Money in the Bank ladder match. She said how oh she basically gave her the win during the match, and yet I, Mandy still lost. I forgot about that. 
And then Sonya like challenged Mandy. Mandy like turned around to be like bring it or whatever, and then turns back around, gets super kicked. Um, Carmella wins the match. Really, I thought it was a good match. Um, I, I I kind of enjoyed it more before Sonya mm-hmm. came out, but honestly, I mean that was pretty much the the whole match. But yeah, um, it yeah it was pretty much that. But after but... the match. Sonya ran down and attacked Mandy Rose, hit a shining wizard to the back of Mandy's head into the steel steps. Totally unnecessary. <laughs> Where's her fine? Yeah, did not have to do that. And now uh, Mandy's got a giant, like, scrape on her thigh. I'm really bothered that they did that. But Sonya was like, I'm, I'm going to ruin her life. And then later on after that, they... Uh, they brought it back to to the trainer's room. Mm-hmm. Otis was checking on her, and she's like, I'll be okay. The doctor's like, Let's, we just have to check some more. Please give us privacy, which is so weird. <laughs> but uh, Otis, like, walked out fuming, and Ziggler stops him and goes, oh, how is she? And she, he was, like, pissed and walked off, which this is honestly, like, the best storyline on SmackDown. It still is. I completely agree. Like, when you watch uh, SmackDown... I feel like this is one of the things that really draws you into that you want to watch more. Um, of course, there, everything is entertaining, but the Otis storyline with Mandy and Ziggler and uh, Sonia has been just riveting. I love it. Yeah, and they're great characters. I want to have a barbecue with all of them. <laughs> I don't know I why. Hang I thought that you were going to say Barbie. I want to have a Barbie with all of them? Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe no, I'm of all of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. a Barbie of all of them? That's... Yeah, I don't know why. Oh, yeah, what's... No. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, next up, you had the Forgotten Sons pick up the victory over New Day. Um, awesome to see Forgotten Sons pick up the victory. Yeah, I completely wasn't expecting that, but I'm very happy they won. No, yeah. Uh, Ms. Ms. Morrison on commentary. Very, very, very entertaining. Yeah, very entertaining. I liked also Miz pointing out the uh, he points out that uh, he's in the main event movie on Netflix, which is like ranked high. I think in the top 10. I don't think it is anymore. It might still be, but I really don't think it is. Yeah, but it's funny because Kofi Kingston is also in that. So Uh that statement to me negated Miz bringing it up. Yeah, but I like the the double team moves that Forgotten Sons are pulling out. They did like the, the backstabber from Cutler with the the diving elbow from Blake, um, and then again that stomp to the chest with the reverse DDT to to win. Yeah, but it was a, I I don't know would you call this a cheap victory because Jackson Riker tossed Big E into the ring post during it or not at all. I think that it was a smart victory. It wasn't a cheap tactic. It was using the ring. Well, I mean, uh, it wasn't it. Definitely is a cheap tactic. He wasn't in the match. Yeah, but, I mean, hey, you got to <laughs> do what you got to do to get the job done. And they did it. I, I'm very happy that they picked up the victory. Up next, we had Tamina being interviewed about her match with Bailey at Money in the Bank. Sasha Banks cuts her off, and she's like, oh, like, I debuted on the main roster with you, this and that, like, trying to, like, buddy it up with her. Which served as a distraction as Bailey went to attack her, and uh, but Tamina quick grabs her by the throat and stopped her. But that, so- and it was spot it, the camera work on it. Yeah, that was it. It, well it was pretty smooth. That was very well done. 
But Sasha Banks joined in to attack Tamina, and then Lacey Evans attacked them to even out the even out the odds. Is that a right thing to say? Even out the odds. Yeah. Even, even yeah. up. Even up the odds. Even out. Even out. <laughs> even up. Even up. Isn't it even up the odds? Even up the odds. I don't even know. out. I even think out you the can odds. see both. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> we have a tag team match next week between the four of them. So that that should be interesting. Yeah. As, after that, backstage, Sonya Deville and Dolph Ziggler were speaking to each other, and I honestly thought this was such a good promo by Dolph Ziggler about winning the the contract and and cashing in to become champion again. Mm-hmm. Like Ziggler, I think he's so good and never really got used to how he should be. And that's the truth. I mean, he's never been used to the potential that we know that he could be used at. Yeah. He's had his cup of coffee here and there. And yeah, he's had a successful career. But we always know that he could take it he could be brought to the next level. Yeah. Like uh, like already I would say he's a Hall of Famer, but yeah. Um never really given that main main shot as champion. Yeah. Which is a shame. His promos are fantastic. Like, if you even go back to... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, he's been world champion before. Yeah, but not like... But it's still, like, it was like a... a, Almost like a wasted sort of thing. Yeah. It wasn't, like, used to how it should have been. Yeah. But it wasn't like a Nakamura... Uh, Jinder Mahal kind of a deal. No, he, no. He did ha- he did have more steam with his title run, but I understand what you're saying. It could have been a lot more than it was, though. Um, but I was going to say that if you even go back to watch like old ZTLIS episodes, Z True Long Island Story, for those of you who have no idea what that means, <laughs> um, all his like the the his, the promos that he would cut when he would like hack the show. Yeah, all, they're always they were always fantastic and very entertaining. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this leads into the main event of SmackDown. Otis picks up the victory, perhaps a surprising victory over Dolph Ziggler, to uh, earn that last spot in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Um, yeah, I totally agree with you. I It was totally a shocker. I think Otis uh, controlled the beginning of the match more than Ziggler did. Mm-hmm. Um, but this match was great. I don't know if I enjoyed this match more than the tag match. I like it's hard for me to pick which match was my favorite match of the night. I'm in my opinion, it was this. I I always like the interaction, and I think that Otis plays the role very well. And this entire match, it was just fun. Yeah, very much so. And like, I mean, at least with this, well, I guess both matches, we really didn't expect the outcome. That's um, very much so true as well. Yeah, but I, I would go with this. Yeah, so that's SmackDown. Less hey, than, uh, less than that. Yeah, that leads us to like one more thing, right? Well, I was going to say more. less than two weeks from from Money in the Bank. Yeah, less than two weeks from Money in the Bank. I'm very excited for that, as we all are. But something that I know people are very excited for as well. Let's get on to some shout outs. Grover, and you're listening to Brandon's Shoutouts. Super Size Me 2 gets the first shout-out. When did um, that come out? When did it come out? Officially, like, at the at the uh, film festivals. I think it was 2017. 
everywhere 2019 perhaps okay um but instead of eating fast food for a whole month morgan spurlock gets into like the chicken business and kind of exposes big chicken Mm -hmm. and how like certain fast not certain how fast food restaurants in general use um terms to make themselves look better than they actually are Mm -hmm. like at one point that the and not even just fast food, but like the quote unquote big chicken as well, like Tyson, Purdue, et cetera, how on their, their packages, it's like cage free, um, hormone free, et cetera. Uh huh. And it, the, the, one of the women that they were interviewing said that it's illegal in the United States to, to have, to sell chickens that have been given hormones. Uh huh. So it's like all those – think about all those chicken packages you buy that say hormone-free. Yeah. They just put those tags on there to make them look better than they actually are. And it's, okay. and it's very interesting, especially because of what's going on now with Tyson claiming like the chicken business is dying or whatever because of the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Very uh, interesting. And I would suggest everyone to watch it. It's free on YouTube, but it has ads. Uh-huh. Um, or no ads on Amazon Prime if you have that. So definitely check that out. And if you have not seen Super Size Me, the first one, I think you should definitely check that one out as well. Mm-hmm. It's great. Um, Bob's Burgers is getting the second shout-out. You ever watched this show? I have watched the show. Um, I'm hit and go with it. Well, uh, I literally had iced tea coming out of my nose at one point because of this. Ew, why did it produce iced tea? <laughs> I took a drink and lost it at one of the scenes on Sunday's episode. It was like so out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting did, it to happen at all. Did you find all. it? What? You lost it. Did you find it? Yeah, I did. Okay, good. And when I found it, iced tea was everywhere. Good, good. Um, and then the last shout-out goes to One Day at Disney, which is a documentary as well as a series of shorts which follow different employees throughout the Disney company mm-hmm. and shows off what they do there. So it like it ranges from like animation, ABC Studios, um, ESPN, Broadway, also the parks, and uh, more. So it, they, they were, this was like up on... Uh, Disney Plus on the release, I believe. Mm-hmm. So I'm finally like getting around to watching it, and I still, I, I think they're still releasing the shorts. So it's very interesting to see the ins and outs of Disney. Yeah, Disney's incredible with everything that they have their hands in. Yeah, it's just making me miss Disney World. <laughs> when I was watching, they also have, uh, I think it also on launch, they had the Imagineering documentary series tv show Mm -hmm. and it's like the stuff that goes into disneyland disney world and every other park around the the world is just insane yeah it's a crazy crazy uh company oh yeah but those sure those are my shout outs now it's time for our Right, our mark out moment of the week. Do you have anything, David? 
Ah, do I have anything? He asked. Yes, I do. Um, I totally marked out for The Last Dance for the Michael Jordan documentary that's being aired on ESPN. Oh, I thought you were talking about Fandango's finisher. Oh, oh, no, no, no. I know. It can be confusing at times. Uh, ESPN should play uh, pay Fandango some royalties, but just say. Um, yeah, no, I think the documentary, I marked out for all of it. I love watching it. It's something that we all grew up with watching. Uh, well, I mean, in the era. <laughs> we grew up in the I, era. I of, had, I definitely think I had a Michael Jordan poster yeah, that I would have gotten from Book Fair or something. Exactly. We all grew up in that era of Michael Jordan. And to hear him in the interviews and stuff like that, and um, hearing about the feuding with the, the Detroit Pistons, and it's just fascinating. And I love every single bit of it. Did they? They obviously. I'm gonna assume no. They didn't bring up WCW at all, right? I ooh, no, because I know I it's like it's... I know it's like a hundred like a hundred parts or something to this series. <laughs> yeah, I I don't believe they did, but they did bring up. So I guess so. This Dennis Rodman went to the coach's office and Michael Jordan, and he was just like, "I need to take time off," and they're like, "You can't. We're we're in season right now. Like this was in season, like they were preparing for a game." And he's just like, "I need to take time off." So Michael Jordan's like, "If you let Dennis Rodman take time off, you're never seeing him again." <laughs> so Dennis Rodman's like. I, I want to go to Vegas, and the coach is like, no, you can't do that. We're, we're, we're preparing for basketball games. We're in the season right now. You can't go. So they finally cave in, and he's like, okay, uh, you can go, but how long do you need to recover and get yourself? And he's like, 48 hours. So they were just like, all right, fine. You take 40, 48 hours, go to Vegas. And then Michael Jordan is just like, you know you're not going to see him again. So – the entire time, 48 hours takes place, and then they had on the screen appear a time clock. So it was just like the amount of time uh, allowed, 48 hours, and then it started to exceed the 48 hours and start ca- counting upward and counting and counting and counting. And I forgot how many days he was out there, but then it ended up Michael Jordan had to go to Vegas, go to his hotel room, Jeez. and kind of – and he pretty much – walked in on him and Carmen Electra to get him back to practice. Like, it's just insane. But I think every basketball fan should watch it. Any Dennis Rodman fan or WCW, NWBO, Mark, love it. Well, that's what, like, I was saying because uh, Dennis Rodman, without even caring, during the championship, <laughs> he went and did all the WCW stuff. Yeah, I, I feel like that was during his time away, like, it's just hilarious. Um, the guy is such a character, just overall. But I'm going to just – something else that I marked out for was on Tuesday Tuesday evenings on FS1, they've been airing just all WWE content. And, and so I, I'm starting to catch on to it and watch it now that I'm able to and everything. And um, they were doing a best of episode, like best of Cena, Taker, and Triple H. And rewatching Cena versus The Rock – at the Meadowlands, their the second Meadowlands, match. Jesus. Yeah. MetLife Stadium. MetLife, MetLife, sorry. At MetLife Stadium. Um, that match was so good. I, I I was marking out for rewatching it because their throwbacks to the match previously that they had 
Um, I loved it. Watching gonna... watching it, yeah. do you have any recollection being there? Not at all. <laughs> that was a, a very long and also sober, very sober weekend. Yeah, no, not at all. I do not remember. I remember it was raining. At the beginning, not during that match. During, oh. during Miz and I think it was Wade Barrett. Yeah. It was raining I, and freezing. I'm the worst with it because I really don't remember. I remember we had that match and then we had Lesnar versus Triple H. Yeah, that match I remember because you and I walked around for some of it. Yeah, we walked around the stadium at that point. I, I don't remember that much else taking place, but uh, yeah. That was, that was Fandango's first match Uh huh. against Jericho. Yeah. Um, Big E's, I believe, first match with Ziggler against Team Helno, I think. Maybe. Um, but as far as markout moments go, I have a few. Hit it. Um, I, I've been, uh, I scroll through, or fast forward, I should say, the, the new episodes of All That just to see if there's classic characters on. Uh-huh. But when I was fast forwarding, I caught a familiar face. So I rewound to watch the full like segment and they were doing like a documentary bit mm-hmm. um, where it was about a guy who was a head of lettuce named DJ Salad, which like obviously is a play on DJ Khaled or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but Batista had a random cameo on it saying, saying that DJ Salad inspired him to become an actor. <laughs> so I popped for that. I wasn't expecting to see Batista on all that. So he's now, I believe, I guess the fourth wrestler on this incarnation of all that. I don't know if there were wrestlers prior to that. Who's the others? Uh, it was New Day, which oh, also gotcha, served, gotcha. I believe, either a shout out. I think, uh, I think it was a shout out. Mm-hmm. Uh, also marked out on um, Wednesday nights, they air the Masked Singer, and after that, they've been doing a live. Actually, I don't know if it's live. I would assume it's not. But a uh, an after show. And Gronk was there. He was previously on the show. But uh, he was there. And at the end of it, he was promoting himself being the WWE 24-7 champion. And I think that's really cool. He was even like, he's talking to Donnie Wahlberg. He's like, wow, better watch out, man. <laughs> we, could, we could wrestle. <laughs> but I think it's cool. And he had the title. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's cool that he's all in on that yeah i agree it's very Uh, it's fun then the last one is non-wrestling related just the the whole parks and rec reunion special i think they knocked it out of the park i thought it was Mm -hmm. so well done and hit just about every parks and rec bit that you would want and it was very Mm -hmm. interesting to see it was all shot at home over like facetime and everything or zoom Mm mm-hmm so it was really cool to see it like an actual TV. It's been, I think, five years since it was uh, off the air. Mm-hmm. So to see a, an actual television program be filmed in that sort of format and actually be entertaining and fun to watch, it was it was cool to see. That is pretty. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, while you're saying that, I gotta say SNL stinks. I there's some bits that are funny, some bits that aren't funny, but. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate. I, I enjoy most of it, though. I mean, I, I don't. I was I was trying to watch it um, on Saturday, and it was like she was showing like I I don't know her names, but she was going through her like different characteristics, different personas of her cat or stuff, and 
some of them just don't deliver. Yeah, I don't you, know. Well, you should I, you should apply. Yeah, that's you'd how be it better works. than any that's of them. Not even how it works remotely. You'd be better than any of them. I did like uh, Pete Davidson's gimmick with uh, Adam Sandler and Rob Schneider cameos. I'm not a big Pete David Davidson fan. Period. So no, I didn't see it, but you just I'm don't sure. Get it. I, I didn't see it, but I, I probably wouldn't give it a sh- uh, chance anyways. Well, it was a song, so. Oh. But that was Marking Out, episode 482. Ooh. Is it 81 oh, yeah. or 82? 82, 82. It's been so hey, long. How about I take it home? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. We appreciate all of your support. Make sure you buy the T-shirt. Listen to the podcast subscribe rate uh follow everybody on facebook follow on twitter like us on facebook and make sure you check us out on instagram youtube i always go into like zach Ryder's spiel <laughs> follow us on facebook follow us on twitter follow us on facebook follow us on instagram follow us on twitter follow us and, on instagram follow us and on buy facebook. the t-shirt yeah pro wrestling t.com says mark it up and we wish you the best luck in your future endeavors. Have it.